Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. Welcome back. We are back with our favorite episode of the week, I think. Friday episode. Friday, yeah. I don't know why, just because. Because it's, 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 Friday's like the uh, interest of the weekend. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, and like Monday's episode is we're recapping the weekend, mm-hmm. and I just wish we were back in the weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Exactly. So I've got my, I've just got black like my soul, double shot of espresso in this cute little Santa mug. Don't let the mug fool you. Sounds like fun. Cheers. What you got got in there? Regular coffee. You got a little whipped cream action going on. I'm a little jealous. Mm -hmm. I should have done some whipped cream. Um, so how's it going? Going. Good. How's your Christmas spirit meter? It's good. It's good. Given the, you know, Christmas is not my, you know. I know it's not your favorite, yeah, but it, the, given okay. that, do you feel any spirit at all? Yes. It's it's nice to see the neighborhood. I have to say, our neighborhood stepped up because mm-hmm. they, they forgot about Halloween. Yeah, big time. No which Halloween. is okay, but they have stepped up. They have made up for it on Christmas. Yes. Because yeah. there's, I would say like right now, one every th- one in every like three houses is decorated, it feels like. And every day, yeah. more people are joining yeah. the party. Yeah. How's so your spirit? nice. It's getting, it's better than I thought it would be. Yeah, because this is tough. Yeah, you know what's funny? And it just goes to show like habits and routines are so strong, Mm -hmm. even though you don't realize they're going to be. Like I keep seeing, I'll have a Facebook memory post Mm -hmm. and it will talk about like what I was doing, you know, eight years ago on this day or 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's all around the same things. Man. Started my Christmas shopping, started my gift wrap. It's like I still am falling into my same habits and routines. I just don't feel the same doing it, but the autopilot is kicking in. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm doing all the same things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're handling so, it. You're a champ, man. Cause you're going through a lot too, you know? Yeah. So it's going. <clears throat> you know, I feel okay. I feel better than I did leading into mm-hmm. it. That we have? Yeah. Probably. Probably. I don't know right. Who. Yeah. We always have Russian spies and prisons here and shit like that. People right. get caught up. Or people who spy for like other countries. Yeah. Espionage. S- espionage, yeah. So that being said, it's kind of sad that you left one of our soldiers behind. Yeah. Like, She's not no. a soldier. She's a basketball player. Dang. But it's well, political. It's a political shit. There's got to be something going on. Like they're, they po- were in They hard- used as a pawn. Yeah. It's a political pawn. It was yeah. a, they played chess. We played checkers. They got us good. She, she put us in a bad predicament. Where do you think she's going to pop up first? What's the first? She's going to make money hand over fist on this whole thing. She's got it. I'm sure an agent. She's getting calls. She who's is going to interview her Who's going to get the first interview? I wonder. Let me think. Oprah? You think? Who's yeah, the biggest be, name out there? It's going to be like an or Oprah or minutes. Diane Sawyer. Diane Sawyer, yeah. For sure. They're all, they're right now, they're contacting her wife, she's, lawyers. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be all over the magazines. All over everywhere because no one has gotten eyes on her yet. They don't make money the WNBA, honestly. So no. she should capitalize on this. Yeah, it's going to piss people off, but it is what it is. I who mean, cares? It's, it's... 15 minutes of fame. We need to hear. Yes. Everyone wants to know what it's like in there. What's the deal? I know someone spoke out. I'm happy, though, that, you know, as much as uh, it's not a fair swap, I'm happy we got her back. Cause Me too. I've been, I've been on that other side and and i could tell you without a shot of a doubt doesn't even compare no this is someone spoke out on how horrible it is you know Mm -hmm. what 
I heard that like you can equate it to, I don't know if you it's, have any Handmaid's Tale fans out there, dude. but when they get like a band in Handmaid's Tale, they have to go and like dig rocks and stuff. It's kind of like that yeah, style. Yeah, the colony. It, the colonies. So in, in Handmaid's Tale, it's referred to as the colonies. Mm-hmm. When you mess up, you get uh, sentenced to the colonies and you don't come out alive. They call them the, the gulag. Colony. So in Russia, it's called the gulag. Gulags. You're sent to the gulag. Well, they're going to send her like So that's what time. they would equate it to. No, she did get there though, didn't she? Yes, she did. She was there for a Can you imagine? Time. She's almost seven feet tall. You think they have beds made they for talked to, That's what. So she's probably was like in, a, in yeah. a fetal position every night, squeezing a little bed. Bad for your body, bad for your back. Her Awful. joints probably hurt. Again, she made a stupid mistake. You, anybody listening out there? I know I'm not the only one who smokes cannabis. But if you go travel international, don't bring that with you. Don't even bring a vape pen because you have to know their laws over there. Don't even risk it. They can see everything on those uh, machines now when you go through your luggage, any little anomaly. Not only that. Don't risk it. Think about anything. Don't risk it. Anything. Careful. Other things too because there are certain, research the laws for where you're going because there are different... You know, different laws that we're not accustomed to in Same America. Thing when people bring like their medication out yeah. of their pill bottle and get popped with like their oxycodone or exactly. Right. I started to kind of freak out. So funny story. <clears throat> I was prepping for a fitness competition. So I had a very strict supplement regi- regime, not steroids. It was just over the counter yes. supplements. Mm-hmm. But I had them out in like baggies and stuff. So they were not in their in their in their packaging. And we went on a cruise to to yeah, Mexico. Tell them that story. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if maybe when they were they flagged me, maybe coming in or something because of what was in my bag or maybe something. But because remember they held my bag. I don't know if we remember. Remember, I got a notice. Mm-hmm. I got a notice in the first day mm-hmm. that my bag was flagged when we were doing our like um life life vest. Thing. Yeah, my bag was yeah. flagged so i thought oh no because i had tried i think i had snuck on alcohol oh. and i thought it was that but it wasn't that it was it, it just something was wrong when i went and got i was able to get it so it was like they what it was was they put my bag under more scrutiny or whatever yeah. so i was able to get my bag yeah but i think at that time that put some sort of a red flag on us or whatever because I had all these supplements. And Remember, I the, warned you about it too. Yeah. Like, this looks a little funny, babe. And you were like, oh, it's going to be okay. I'm like, yeah. uh, you know. We're and the to- last night that we are on this ship, like four o'clock in the morning, listen, we've been partying for three days. We got a bang, bang, bang on our, on our door. Like a fucking police raid. Bang, oh, bang, bang. they came in. Heavy. Heavy. And looked, it, listen, we, I don't know if you've ever been on a cruise, but you have to pack your bags and have it, everything ready to go because you're leaving the next day. It's very specific, strict. You put your luggage outside. No, as soon as you pull in a dock, you have to start unloading your shit. There's no, no, no. But what I'm talking about is the night before, they make you yeah. put your luggage outside your door. It's, Do they? yes. I, I don't remember. Yes, that you have either. to be all completely packed. So you literally just get up and leave in yeah. the morning because it's a very tight schedule. And they brought our bags in and they tore everything up completely. Like it was like a warrant. Mm-hmm. Like they looked in, like they pulled all my credit cards out of my wallet, out of the slide, looked in the pocket. I mean, they ripped everything. I wanted to cry because I was hungover, mm-hmm. tired. And they left us with a mountain of garbage. And they took my supplements to test them. They did. 
They I took mean, the powders because I had like pre-workout and, stuff. And guess whose name they called up to the front to go get them? <laughs> Yours, right? But that was but more not- of the story. It wasn't steroids. I didn't get arrested or you didn't get arrested. No, but that's why I didn't get you caught up because I was innocent. When you're innocent- yeah, I know. You know? You hear your name being caught on that speaker, you go to the front, you're like, oh, shit. Because I've seen some people get arrested. We Didn't we not see people get arrested off that cruise? Oh, yeah. But oh. but they, but I mean, you know? when you break the law, you get arrested. Yeah. I don't know. We didn't have anything to, to no, fear in no. terms of that. So we did not get arrested. But it, it, it was it, scary because they make you feel guilty. You, I felt like I was guilty. I'm like, oh, my God. Remember don't. I said to the guy, I said, why don't you guys just bring a drug dog, let him run through here yeah. if you to find nothing, leave us alone. But the thing was, back to my point for saying this, mm-hmm. I started to freak out and think, oh, no, like, is there something illegal in these supplements that, that is not allowed on, in a, on a cruise ship right. or not allowed in Mexico? I didn't do my research and determine mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So I'm, that's just like... You don't think sometimes. You just think it's okay, and then it's not. And I, same long story short, another story is right after that. Shortly thereafter, we went to Cabo, not on a cruise, and we, I, I got us in the same situation because I brought food because I was prepping for a competition, and I brought food. And going into the country, you're not allowed to bring prepared food, and I did not know that. And they let us through. Yeah, they remember they stopped us and they spoke to us. And you talked to them in Spanish and gave, I think you gave them some money and they let us through. Any other country? Again, I did not do my due diligence. I did not know because I don't think there was anything wrong with bringing prepared food. And, you know, I had no idea. It was a problem. So moral of the story is do your research. Yes. You know, I'd be afraid. I would literally be a little afraid if I was going to like, like a, a Middle Eastern country. Oh no! You gotta go. You gotta comb your own stuff. Make sure nothing. You might even break the law with your outfit. You better know. know. Maybe you can't walk on certain streets with a certain clothing item Mm -hmm. or something exposed. Or you better know. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, you could get arrested for something that is a thousand percent legal in America. Didn't the not to get too off topic, but didn't those uh. Sex in the City girls go like to a Middle Eastern country and they're being stupid, like playing around, not, not respecting the laws or not wearing the hijab. Or... I don't know. Well, they're not allowed. They're not required to wear the oh, hijab, okay. I don't okay. think. But okay. but you, I don't, in the movie, in uh, the, movie, oh, the movie, they were being harassed oh, or whatever. Okay. But I don't know if like filming sure the there, oh, they were, yeah. but you have to be careful, like no PDA. Yeah. No, there's a lot of, um, a lot of rules in other countries mm-hmm. and you have to look it up. I yeah. would be afraid. I had... I had um, Americans were like so like we're in America and no you go to another country that's yeah respect well yeah I had friends and if you're like I had friends who did like a backpacking trip that did like a bunch of countries and forgot that they had gone to Amsterdam where they got weed in Mm. Amsterdam and they were going to another country and forgot about it in their backpack and they were going through security and it it was too late. They already had like the bag was already in security and they remembered, oh my God. And the, 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 it got through. But wow. it it was in a country that would have been they would have been in they would have been arrested. They would have been and this was years ago. This was years ago. Twenty years ago. Doesn't matter. Even okay. if it's even if it's like personal, like a a gram or two. You go to like a, a Middle East country or Muslim right. country or communist country. Right. Bye bye. Yeah. That's so what I'm saying. Moral of the story. 
is do your research if you're going to do some traveling. Yes. But Smart. I'm interested to hear like Brittany Griner's first interviews. And now I'm curious. I want to know. So I'm, of course. I'm interested to hear about all that. But I am happy she's home. So I'm glad that yeah, I feel like too. we did the right thing. The government did the right thing in getting her back protected. We know. lost on this deal, but who cares? Yeah. I look at it like this, like. Fuck it, let Bye. that guy go. Bye. He's gone. We're going to get one of ours back. Oh, well, he's gone. I'm let thinking, Russia do what they want. They'll probably, they'll probably murk him. They'll you, probably put him back know, to work. Of her wife, her family, mm -hmm. that, you know, now for, for Christmas. Christmas, you know, for the holidays, they, because the, trust me, the thought of like your child being in those circumstances, you wouldn't sleep a single peaceful minute her, while they're gone. Yeah, go imagine what her parents were right. like, right? Her wife. So I'm happy she's back. Yeah. All right. On to the next hot coffee. Mm -hmm. And- Hot coffee. Hot coffee. Cheers to that. Hot coffee. The Casey Anthony documentary on Peacock. I know nothing about that. Okay. So, you speak so the on Casey it. Anthony, I'm sure you guys, unless you've been living under a rock, Casey Anthony was famously acquitted maybe like 12 years ago um, for the death of her three-year-old. She was large in part tried in the media yes. and everyone felt she was guilty as sin and she got off Including with me. killing her daughter. Now, <clears throat> a lot of people have changed their mind after watching the documentary. A lot of people. Uh, like I was watching Rosie O'Donnell on TikTok. Before she watched the documentary, she's like, oh my gosh, she's guilty of sin. After the documentary, she's like, mm, I kind of think she's innocent. So I watched it. Listen, I'm a true crime buff. I love true crime. I followed that trial. I remember I felt like she was guilty as well. I watched it with a really open mind. I even rewatched it because I fell asleep a couple times. So I like rewatched it. So I watched all three episodes twice. And I feel like they didn't put her under the gun enough in this documentary. It was very one sided. Mm. It wasn't like she probably had a very, it wasn't, and it was Peacock, not Netflix. I feel like in Netflix, we would have had a little more pushing on her to get information and asking questions. I feel like this was just her opportunity with Peacock to just tell her story without anyone questioning it. Very yeah. little. They, they interviewed very little people that are on the other side. Very mm -hmm. little. A little bit, but not much. And they really was in her favor. Um, now, here's the thing. So her defense, and I could understand why she was acquitted, though, because a reasonable doubt the jury had reasonable doubt because yeah. of the sexual abuse of claims claims towards her father mm -hmm. and in the trial there was so during the search for her daughter because her daughter was missing at first yes she was missing for 31 days before casey anthony reported her missing actually the grandmother casey anthony's mother reported her missing because she didn't have an explanation for where is Kaylee. I mean, dude, 31, 31 days. 31 days. That raises a lot right. of Right, so the, the, it was 31 days, and she was put in jail for, like, child endangerment because she didn't know where her daughter was. So she was put in jail. So what does she say to that? Hold on, okay. I'll get to that. So but her, but her dad, so while she was in jail, they continued to search for the daughter, and that's when it became crazy in the media. And her dad ended up, having an affair with a woman who was part of the search or whatever. And that woman wow. ended up being like a bombshell witness to, and it made, it made, um, 
I think it's what planted the reasonable doubt in the jury is that woman who ended up being a witness. Damn. Anyway, wow. she was acquitted, but everybody still thinks she was got away with murder, that she was that she was guilty. Oh, because yeah. Her daughter was, was gone pissed. for 31 days and she didn't report it. It was a, like a it was like a weird situation between her and her dad, but she's coming out in this documentary saying that that she was taking a nap with her daughter and when she woke up or she was woken up by her father and um he was asking where her daughter was he like was frantically asking where her daughter was because her daughter wasn't in bed next to her Mm -hmm. and then so they were frantically looking for the daughter and then suddenly she looks up and the dad has the daughter and she's wet and they had a swimming pool but she's all wet and she's she's passed away so this is her explaining it in the documentary. She never said this throughout the trial. So even her defense team didn't know this. All they knew was that she didn't know where her daughter was. Uh-huh. She never came forward and said this. But apparently the dad gave her the daughter and the daughter was, you know, had passed away. She was dead. So obviously maybe there should drown in the pool or something happened to her. And then the dad said, like, don't worry, I'll take care of it kind of thing. And so the dad took care of it and then they both just didn't talk about it mm-hmm. and then here this is what to me what the pub why the public despised of her because then she went on this 31 days without her daughter and she was she got a tattoo she was partying there's yes. friends testified or whatever yep. and come to find out she did know her daughter was dead whether she killed her or not whether it was an accident or not that's the question. Yeah. But what is she's alluding to in the Peacock documentary is that the dad may have abused her and killed her in the process by accident during molestation or abuse or whatever. And they didn't do Because enough. her dad did to her. It's abused true. her and asphyxiated her as a child and like smothered her whatever like that so they go on to just discuss the her dynamic with her dad in this documentary and why that dynamic led to her to be a compulsive liar Mm -hmm. to be able to compartmentalize things it's almost like she compartmentalized that situation with her daughter and like believed that her dad was just gonna fix it like he said don't worry i'll take care of it and like it was this weird like she had this weird relationship with her dad because he was her abuser. Um, so I don't necessarily. What's the mother in all this? She is. The guy, she's the she... one who was questioning, like, where's the daughter or whatever. But apparent, according to the according to Casey, the mother knew of her abuse. She was also abused by her brother, and the and the mother knew about it. She was molested or sexually abused by her brother as well. Damn. And she confessed it to her mom. She also confessed it to an ex-boyfriend or whatever prior to Kaylee ever going missing. I believe she was abused. I believe that her Wow. I I believe that her father was um abusive to her. Yeah. Um, but I don't and I don't necessarily I don't believe she murdered sexually, her daughter. I think he she, he sexually abused her. Is that true? Yes, I do believe that. I do wow. believe that based on the documentary. I don't believe she murdered her daughter to get rid of her to be able to party and live this crazy lifestyle. Yeah. I don't believe that. 
but I still believe she's guilty of crimes. She was only in, ended up being convicted of um, like felony child endangerment or something like yeah. that. And that's all she... Did she do time? She no? did time served, I think, because oh. she was in prison during the the trial process, which oh, was Oh, they had her incarcerated while she was fighting right. her case, yes. So that does come, count as time, goes towards your time, yes. Right. Um, Not that time. I, but I don't, I'm shocked that they never brought charges against the father. Right. And, and I honestly was like, the I'm still on the fence. The never looked at the father, huh? I don't feel like she murdered her daughter, but I still feel like she is guilty. Yeah. She is not an innocent. No. Come on, dude. You're a mother. What's your job as a mother? You have two kids. Yeah. Babe. And your daughter goes missing for one day. You're going to be freaking out. No, but her, no, but she admits that she knows her daughter was not missing at all. Yeah, she yeah. know, but they're kind of like explaining that thirty-one days, like because of her child trauma and because of her, the dad had like a chokehold on her. Really, um, where's the baby daddy? I don't know. Never came out and spoke. Huh? No, it, it didn't. They That's didn't crazy. discuss that. Mm. But, um, but I don't know. But the dad. So I kind of feel like okay, you're. I don't know. Like, I don't take you. You're not completely off the hook in my book after watching that documentary. Yeah. I, I, there's a lot of splaining to do as Desi, Lucy and Desi. Yeah. There's a lot of splaining to do. Like, yeah. I, I don't like the explanation. And they really grazed over that 31 days and didn't. Nobody was there to ask her the hard hitting questions about that 31 days. Yeah. So that, I have a problem with that. And then the other thing was... Mm -hmm. um, the dad, the dad, I definitely believe the dad was an abuser though and a creeper and on the daughter as well, on the daughter as well. So it could be true that the dad abused her and like the reason why he wanted to take care of it and was trying to keep it under wraps was that that could be true, but I still don't completely absolve her of all wrongdoing. Yeah. But the dad said something really creepy at the Kaylee's funeral, the baby's funeral. Mm -hmm. what he, say? he described how he loved her so much. And like, there's nothing that describes the smell of sweet sweat on a three-year-old or when that special relationship she has with her granddaddy. It was creepy. That is Go back creepy. and listen to it, you guys. Go to the documentary. It's on Peacock. Listen to at least that clip or look it up. The speech that this man gives at her funeral. It's probably, probably on YouTube is disgusting and to me like definitely alludes to the fact that he's a pedo because you don't talk like that about little girls isn't it sad that fathers are to protect their daughters and sons and sometimes they become they're pedophiles yeah and they grandfathers abuse, you're, you're abusing awful. your own blood yeah so i kid. do believe she was abused i don't think that was a lie but i i just believe that there's maybe there's some people say okay she's innocent there's some people say she's guilty of sin I feel like there's like a, she's somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. So, you Accountab know, did, she has to be held somewhat right, accountable. And right. And she was held accountable. I mean, she was charged with the felony. Was it enough though? No. Mm, I don't know. I don't think she prob probably not. Because a little girl died. No one did prison time over it. Yeah. No, she did. She did three years. But I'm saying, okay. did she do enough? Maybe, maybe not. But she did get sentenced to a lifetime of scrutiny. True. So, yeah, I feel like she's, but who hasn't been punished enough is the father. So I guess my, I, I end on the sign, the side of gray area. I'm not gray area. team Casey. I'm not, you know, team the media that thinks she's guilty of sin. I'm kind of in the middle, but yeah. I think that 
it's never it's not too late you can still prosecute a father i don't know why they didn't maybe they just didn't have enough evidence yeah well because the prosecutor you got to understand something too baby. you you follow true crime right and we follow so many bogus cases where they bring up these fake charges so the prosecutor can make his career. We know this. Yeah. So they probably looked at that like, damn, this is 50-50 that I might not be able to right. convict or try this guy. So guess what? I'm not going to take the case. A lot of times there is evidence pointing that way, but because it's right. not in their favor heavily, yeah. they won't take it. Isn't that crazy? You know there's evidence. Yeah. Something pointing, but if it's not 100% in their favor, they uh, they won't... Uh, they won't prosecute yeah. the case. It's pretty Yeah, because they up. want their points. They want, they want their, their wins. Yes, they want their wins. Yeah, but you know what? The, her parents have continued to do interviews all these years and get paid and make money off the situation. Disgusting. To her credit and Wait, her why- her parents are still together? Yeah. Even after the, yeah. his affairs? Yeah. Wow. But to her credit, I think they're still together. They do, they've done interviews together. Mm-hmm. Um, she has not profited. Uh, up until now, I'm sure she got something. Of course. So I do feel like she did receive punishment because she's had to live a life of like, you know, hiding and, you know, because the media now, you know, this is going to kind of shed some light on it. But it's just interesting. The whole situation is just interesting. Anyways, we are moving on from another documentary that we recently watched on Netflix. I wanted to talk about anxiety on this episode mm, yes. because I feel like it's such a, it's a like common word now. It's like many, many years ago. Nobody was using it. Nobody right? said the word I didn't even anxiety. Know I, had, I never even knew I had it till you pointed it out. Yeah. And so like, what is anxiety? It's like feelings. It's like feelings of um, like impending doom, you know, or you're, you know, what, like what, yes. how do you describe? I feel like the walls are closing in on you. Right. Like the world's just coming, I don't know, it it, it it cripples you. It can cripple you. Yeah, so like it feels like sometimes I never had anxiety you can't attacks. breathe or your chest feels tight or yeah. you feel just like uneasy. Um, profusely sweating, you start sweating. You can't, well, that's like full-blown panic attack. Oh, okay. So anxiety yeah, yeah. is like just a feeling of doom. And, and a lot of times you just have to feel like you have to determine what the source of the anxiety is. Yes. But I thought it was interesting because we watched a documentary on Netflix mm-hmm. about Xanax. About Xanax. And it was about like managing anxiety and like Xanax and like how Xanax played a part in anxiety. So it just made me start to think about like anxiety as a whole. And everybody deals with anxiety. Everybody. No one can escape it. But you know what it is? It's like you can't because nope. in being anxious, it's our fight or flight system. It is yes. what keeps us out of danger. Yep. So it, it's part of a natural mechanism, but some people just experience it more than others. Yeah. You know, they experience it when they're, when they're not in a fight or flight situation. Yes. But their body kicks into that gear. So they're, you, you explain know, how you feel because you've had a few attacks where you've called well, me. So there's a difference between anxiety and panic attacks. So anxiety is a feeling like a panic attack is coming. But anxiety is just you feel uneasy. Like I was saying, you feel uneasy. Like yes. you, you kind of have like your your chest is a little tight. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you don't even know the source of it. But sometimes you do know. Maybe it's like a deadline you're trying to get to or a problem you're avoiding or stress in your life or your job or your marriage it could be a lot of things but anxiety is a normal feeling 
It's just a matter of how to manage the anxiety when yeah. it happens. Yeah. You know, sometimes True. you you have to figure out what's the source of your anxiety. Mm. Those are easy when you can figure out what the source is because then you can work on alleviating, you know, the source. Yeah. The problem is a lot of times people have anxiety when there is absolutely no reason for it. And that's when you have like maybe an anxiety disorder. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. or maybe you have other issues, depression or whatever. Maybe that's when you need like a counselor. Um, but anxiety is when you feel like your heart starts racing for no reason, like heart palpitations, mm -hmm. um, for whatever the reason is. So I get anxiety when I'm stressed, when I'm, you know, have a problem or, or whatever. Do you get course. anxiety? Of course. Life. Because I see you anxious, but I've never seen you have a panic attack. I don't think I ever had a panic attack. Now, a panic attack is sudden, intense anxiety. Like, sudden, intense anxiety. So for me, what triggers panic attacks is claustrophobia. Yes. So anytime, and not your traditional Me just laying on top of you for more than 10 seconds yeah, to cause like that. like you're dead weight. So I learned not to do that to you ever playing or around. Or like a confined space that I can't get out of. Back I can't of sit car. in the backseat of a car. Mm -hmm. I, I can't even get my eyelashes done. I had to stop getting my eyelashes done. Because being lying down with that bright light would trigger anxiety for me. You know what's crazy? We could, I could, you could do all those things on me, and nothing, it won't trigger me. I could sit in the back seat. That's of the car. not what triggers yeah. your anxiety. Everyone has different triggers. I know, that's crazy. Yeah, everyone right. has different triggers, mm -hmm. and it has to do with trauma a lot of times, mm -hmm. like trauma in your life. So everyone's triggers are different, but the process of what anxiety feels like is kind of similar. Yeah, you know, you get sudden, you get heart palpitations you overheat you start sweating you feel like you want to like you if fight or flight kicks in you want to run yeah. that's how i can describe it when i get a panic attack i want to run like i just want to run away like when dogs hear fireworks and they just run they escape yeah. the yard they don't even know where they're running to they're just yeah, they running just run they're that's just, how, that's fight or flight away. for them yeah that's, right yeah. never think about that yeah. so that means their anxiety goes through to 100 plus when those fireworks go off is there panic? Yeah, exactly. It goes from zero to 100. It just that boom, that's a panic attack. So that's the difference between anxiety and a panic. Anxiety can build up and be there. Yeah. And when you're feeling anxiety, you could fall into a panic attack. But panic attack is yeah. like a sudden, intense feeling. And I see your daughter you go have, through it. Yeah, my daughter gets it. You have to feel like you have. But the, but the interesting thing about panic attacks is you're in order to learn how to cope with it and get through it you're supposed to stay in it you're supposed to stay in the situation sounds if like you, sounds like dealing with grief you have to go through it there's no around it you right. can't go around it huh cuz if you go around it you it's can't. only going to get worse yeah you have to learn how to breathe through it and remember and what i told you on the plane one time breathe. you called me you were yeah. you were, I had a panic a full blown panic and I was attack like, hey, babe, just i kept telling in your nose out of your mouth yeah so that's one of the ways you can eyes. breathing is an excellent because you have to tell yourself this is not real this is not real i can Bingo. breathe cuz for me when i have a panic attack i feel like i can't breathe right away that's the first thing i want to say is i yes. can't breathe yes. i can't breathe that's the first thing and i need you need to stop yourself stop. and say I can breathe. You can breathe. See? And you do it. You just yes. go slow breaths in. You could count in through your nose, out through your mouth, and it'll slow down your heart rate. Yes. And you're telling yourself, 
I can breathe. It's not real what I'm feeling. Yes. Mm -hmm. And once I learned that, I've been able to get myself out of panic attacks. Yeah. The problem is- You never did the paper bag thing? Yeah, I did it on the plane that day. Oh, you did? Yeah, I grabbed the uh, vomit bag and I, yeah, I I did it through on the plane. Because there was no way out of that. There was no way out of the plane. let me tell you, I I looked at the exit doors and I'm like, I want to jump out this plane. So that so that explains mm-hmm. why some people mid flight lose their shit yes. and run for the fucking yes, exit like doors and then realize what they're doing. Insanity. Yeah. Wow. You literally get these crazy impulses. Like Dude. sometimes you, for me, That's I would freaky. just envision things that I wanted to do. Like, I remember one time I was in like, I don't know, it was like a counselor environment. Like I was talking to a therapist and it gave me, I got anxiety talking to the therapist. Wow. And I remember looking at her window in the office Yeah. and I thought, I want to jump out this window right now. <laughs> and I started to look for like where I could open it so that I can just run down the street and I don't care. I don't care how crazy I look. I'm just going to jump out this window and run out the street. So let me ask you this. Let me stop you there. I don't want to get off topic, but do you think people in the heat of that, so I commit suicide? In a panic? Yeah. Is it leads a suicide? I think so. I think it's kind of like a, yeah, because it's like a temporary psychosis. I know what that feels like. But the key. I know what that feels like. Is to learn how to cope. Yes. And this documentary that we watched, unfortunately, was talking about Xanax because Xanax is a benzodiazepine, right? Hijacks your brains. Yes. There's a few of them, but that's Xanax it's in is the, the main benzo, one. It's in the benzo family. Yes. Um, it's in the benzo family. Um, and it is a, dr- a, a drug that helps you to you know, bring your heart rate down when you're in those fits of panic. Yes. And you know what? I Relaxes you. Gives right. you the Gives you the munchies. No, but now but I love, no, I'm just talking about it in, in regards to anxiety. Yes. So in regards to anxiety and it, if used correctly, it works very well. Almost too well though. And the reason why I say it works almost too well is because if you've ever experienced a panic attack, it is so dreadful that the very thought of putting yourself in a situation where you might experience a panic attack again will make you preemptively take medications to prevent it. And I think that's where we run into a problem Abuse. with things like Xanax. Abuse. I'm guilty. I started using it as a crutch. Instead of learning, like, because I, I, I would, and, and I know you guys, this sounds ridiculous, but for me, it was not ridiculous. Pan, I would have panic attacks when I would get my lashes done, but I didn't want to stop getting my lashes done. I remember that. So I would take a Xanax preemptively before my appointment so that I could get through the appointment. Instead of having some difficult appointments where I used it as an opportunity to work through the anxiety so that I could eventually have my lashes done without panic attacks. Um, I, I only worked through it when I had to. So when I had a panic attack, when I wasn't expecting it, I was able to a couple of times talk myself out of it, breathe my way through it. Yeah, it was dreadful. You told me. But yeah. I got through it. it. Takes a lot of work. But it was dreadful. So I didn't want to do that anymore. 
it was too much work. Yeah. So I started to just take Xanax to get through the appointment. Mm. That's where the problem is because instead of using it as a true emergency, like break in case of emergency type of situation where first I do the appointment, I have a pill with me and I first try to get through it with breathing, with, yeah. ta- you know, you know, talking yourself down from it. Yep. Um, telling yourself you can breathe, just whatever coping mechanism that works for you. And then if that didn't work and it escalated, throw the pill in your mouth and chew on it. Let it go into effect, but first try. And the problem is you get, you you love how effective it is. So you just, you stop trying and then you don't use, you know, you don't create the ability to deal with your anxiety. And now you're dependent on Xanax. Yep. And let me tell you guys something a little bit about a Xanax. That is my kryptonite. That thing got hijacked my brain and then some led me to do something. There's no coming back from. I'm lucky to be here right now, you guys. That being said, be careful with that pill. Yeah. Don't take it back to back. Don't abuse it. It could take your life. And I feel like people like use it so flippantly. Oh, I'll just take a Xanax. Give me a Xanax. I'll take a Xanax. Oh, I just I took a Xanax and they think it's, it's funny it's, it's or it's not like funny. A, it's not it's, it's not a not, joke. It hijacks your brain. Their brain chemistry changes. One dude said this. This guy was taken for years. I don't know how he survived. For years. Three milligrams or something was his medication. So he said, okay, I'm going to get off his annex little by little. They changed the dose to 2.5. That little change of dose messed this dude up worse than ever. He felt like. That's a huge dose, by the way. Yeah, he was abusing it. Absolute felt like mm-hmm. it was terrible. He couldn't. He didn't know how to come out of it. He had to research some stuff. He's still dealing with it. Be eventually, he found his way how to get out of it, but it took a lot of work. He said, "If I didn't figure out this way, I was going to die. I was going to kill myself." It was just it made him crazy. So that being said, be careful with that. These pharmaceutical drugs are powerful. Yeah, Xanax so is like potent. the strongest of all of them. There's a lot in the benzo family. Yes, there's a few of them. Xanax is like I think the strongest in terms of it's a sh- it's a sh- um for what is it called a short life drug mm-hmm. and so half it, a life pill they call yeah, it yeah half life like yeah and it, so it it creates a dependency pretty quickly quick and you got to understand that once you take Scary. anything that you do in excess it's going to mess with your brain's own ability to produce these chemicals mm-hmm. serotonin yep. and and things like that and and so when you do that and you're, you're, you know, you start abusing something like Xanax and then you stop taking it, your brain is not making its own serotonin. And so that's when you go and you can get into like a psychosis. You're no serotonin and you are, you know, not right good. Here. No good. It's not good. It's scary. It's a scary place to be. And you got to wait, th- you got to ride that out until your brain kicks in, jump starts and starts creating the serotonin again. That's why you're actually supposed to not stop taking it abruptly. No. You're supposed to do a taper method or else you can seize. You have very, very strong withdrawal symptoms from it. Yeah. A good friend of mine, well, two good, two brothers, good friends of mine, their cousin committed suicide because of Xanax. Successful dude, real estate, $10 million in the bank. Mm-hmm. Had nothing to do with money. Hung himself. They, 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 this is the story they told me. What led up to it? They said he was seeing like, Image of the demonic stuff, just losing his mind. Like he's seen like like demon stuff. What mm-hmm. that's telling me is he was like not sleeping and his mind was going that's wacky. That's what happened. And I understand where it's he's like coming from. It's like a domino effect. I started seeing 
crazy shit and hearing voices and right. weird things I never heard before. And when you abuse it, it no longer works nope. for anxiety. So if you are abusing it and no. not using it as directed, you're taking it when you do not have a panic attack, it will actually create the panic attack. It'll create the anxiety. It does the reverse effect. It does. It's kind of like if somebody who does not have ADHD takes Adderall, it makes them hyper and gives them energy. If you have ADHD and take Adderall, it chills you out. It brings you back to base. Mm. So if you are taking it not as prescribed and not truly when needed, it does not work correctly. It yeah. actually has the opposite effect. So you're trying to get it to work for you. So you keep taking more and more and more. You think you need more, but that'll just make it worse. That's crazy. And then the symptoms combined with the low serotonin, you know, when, as soon as that pill wears off, because it's a half-life, it doesn't last very long. Mm -hmm. It doesn't stay in your system nope. very long. And then you get lack of sleep. Yep. And you combine all of those things, low serotonin, lack of sleep, it's a recipe for disaster and they call it like a psycho you can go into a psychosis but it's on the label as a risk factor suicidal thoughts man um but it's hard for me because i i i felt like i i did get to a point where i was taking it more often than i needed to for what i needed it for but i never took it for reasons other than true panic attacks or yeah. impending panic attacks yeah. um you've had real panic attacks i've true I've seen panic attacks <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. scary panic attacks um now i find that i just will try to avoid the situation but i am better at getting through a, a panic attack without the crutch yeah because you feel stronger these days about it? Your anxiety, managing it? And yeah, I have it? better. I'm better at managing it because mm. when you're forced to manage it, yes. because you don't want to take the medication. So you're like, no, I'm not going to take the medication. I'm going to figure out how to get through it and not go around it. And I love you for that because you did that for me too. You didn't want to be taking Xanax knowing I have a exactly. problem and it almost took my life. Well, exactly. That's the point. So. You can't, you have to support it. So I thought, you know what? I have to support mm. the situation and I have to. Figure out other ways. Yeah. You know? So I did. And you know who yeah. else helped me with that is Tyler. I think he struggles a little bit with anxiety too. Mm -hmm. But he was, he once Sorry, talked to me. Sorry, I'm in my eyes well up thinking about that because you're a good wife. Oh, thanks, babe. And, and you saved my life. And you know, I don't have a problem admitting that. I, I love you on my heart. I would give my life for you. That's what you did for me. Oh, that's so nice. I was in a dark place. I didn't want to live anymore. And it wasn't, I didn't love you. Just, just felt like I was no good to this world anymore. I know. Well, you got hijacked. Yeah. You know, it was a, your situation was. Sorry, you guys. It's just. Your situation that was a, it was like the perfect storm. I've never been scared like that in my life. I've been to jail, prison, the streets, gangs, you name it. I thrived in that stuff. That, this pill shit, mm -mm, scares me. I have no control. That's why I never did hard drugs when I was younger. I always stuck to weed, ecstasy. And drinking, like things I can control. I never mm -hmm. did like cocaine or heroin or crack. Ecstasy was playing with fire though, because that alters your brain I chemistry. I was young well. in my 20s, like a dummy. I thought I could control Truly, it, and I did. I never got addicted to it, but a lot of people did get addicted to it back then too. Yeah, ecstasy. but can I be honest with you? I, I feel that your imbalances could be attributed to the fact that you drained your serotonin levels yeah. with ecstasy, and you yeah. didn't, you know, your, your brain doesn't fire because of that. 
Yeah. You could have caused some damage to your chemistry Didn't with that. I think about it when I was younger. You know? Stupid. Because you dr- that's what you do. Yeah. Ecstasy brings you up high. But the calm down and it drains your serotonin. I'm, I'm, I'm it drains fort- your serotonin. I'm surprised more people haven't committed suicide off like ecstasy or mollies. Yeah. I know people who like, they. he said that he abused it so badly that he doesn't generate serotonin so like it took it literally robbed him of life's joy yeah and he still does not have life's joy like he doesn't get excited about the little things that's sad you know i still do that's a yeah so that's that's good thing sorry guys no that's okay i mean that's real this is what it's all about i mean it was a big it was your kryptonite you always say it was your kryptonite yeah so you know i i i am happy though because it forced me to figure out ways around it. I'm not going to say I have not taken a lorazepam, not a Xanax, but yeah. a lorazepam since then. I have on extreme scenarios, I have taken something to help me with an anxiety or impending panic attack. And attacks. that's fair for you. That's not fair. You know, that's fair. That's okay. And I'm okay with that. I'm but not like, don't not take like I was. Yeah. I I had to stop and think, and like I had said before, like Tyler is actually someone that helped me through. Mm -hmm. Like he, he told me like, you got to just power through it. You got to, you know, talk yourself through the panic attack, not go around it. And he once talked me out of a really bad panic attack that I almost had in the line for the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland. Oh, wow. Because remember, you know how you're underneath in the caves and oh. I looked at him and he looked at me like, mom, he could tell. I was already looking at the walls thinking, how can I scale these walls to climb over these people? I don't care if I'm ripping people's hair out on the way out. I'm getting out of here. Like my mind already goes into crazy places and it's like he could see it. And he's like, mom, just breathe it out. It's fine. Everything's fine. There's plenty of room in here. There's plenty of air. So he talked me through it. And it was I remember thinking, and it's a, you know, let me tell you this, it is so rewarding when you talk yourself out of a panic attack and it works. I bet. You feel you're like a master, million dollars. You just dollars. mastered it, right? Your brain. I remember that day. I'm so, so grateful to him for that moment. I think it was like the first time I ever was able to do that. And cool. I remember feeling like a million bucks. I was in such a good mood the rest of the day. Cause I was like, Wow. See what I'm saying? Like that, just that. that. It was like a high. You felt like you mastered it. Was like it. a natural high. And so now, you know, I'm much better at it. Much better at it. I'm, la- I'm kind of laughing, not at you, but the story, because we had a similar thing happen to my poor mother. We had a great America. And she went on one of the rides, and you could hear her screaming. They stopped the ride for her. She couldn't handle it. It was too crazy. I said, hey, you got to stop, stop. My mother's going to have a heart attack or up there. panic attack? She was screaming. She, I don't know if it was scary or panic or what. Yeah, mine was a claustrophobia because of the line. I, I, that yeah. was with kids. What was it? What ride? I don't know. I don't remember <laughs> so young. we did that to my mom too. She was it's not, not cool. No, You not think at all. about it now. We made my mom go on the the log ride so at Think about in, in her Santa 40s. Cruz. What was she, in her 30s or 40s? When we made my mom do that, she was in her late 30s, but she was not adventurous like that. And we, no. we lied to her and told her it was like, it's a small world in Disneyland. And then there was the the drop oh she had a heart attack good that was not cool yeah her life flashed for fine before her eyes she didn't know she didn't know it's a safe ride she's looking down like what did i sign up for yeah. what's going on her brain's not registering it but yeah my mother had a i don't know what it was if it was a panic attack or what i just remember her screaming on top of her lungs like please please stop 
It wasn't even funny. It's not funny. But so now I know how to kind of cope. And for me, the breathing is what works because Mm -hmm. you want to slow down your heart rate. Yes. So slow, very methodical breathing, like and count. Sometimes you can you can count like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, in through your nose, out through your mouth. That is what works for me. Um there are some scenarios that still I'm it's like I rather just avoid than of course than than have to go through this process of talking my way through it. But you know, I'm not gonna ruin a family day at Disneyland or something like that. But if I can avoid a situation that's gonna cause a panic attack, I do. Yeah. Which is I you will should. not sit in the back seat of a no. two seater car. Nope. I'm sorry. I just don't. I can avoid that easily. So I just do. So rather than do it and have to take a lorazepam or xanax to get it done i just avoid that yeah or on an airplane i have to have an aisle seat Mm -hmm. i cannot sit definitely can't do window i can do a a middle seat as long as the person on the aisle is somebody i know it's so weird like me brain works very weird like me because if i need you to move i could be like get out of my way i gotta go but if it's a stranger and then they open their their tray table oh forget it you really feel trapped Oh, I'll have a panic attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget that feeling that I had the panic attack on the plane. I was flying by myself. Mm-hmm. And, you called me. And two people sat next to me. And, and I'm not shaming them, okay? This is not about them. But they were very large people. And they, their knees, they were tall and just big in every way. Big and tall, a man and a woman. And their knees literally hit the hit the front seat like they were big so that's probably why they wanted those center in the aisle okay i understand because it's more comfortable for them mm-hmm. yep and then they put their tray tables down and they put laptops on top of the tray table and that set me over the i was completely it was like a wall between them their laptops or i try i knew it was coming and so i told them like i ba- i literally begged them i said hey listen i'm i'm about to have a panic attack i'm claustrophobic and i'm if there any way I can switch with one of you and like get closer to the aisle. And they said no. And I remember that day thinking to myself, I would never, I'll never do that to somebody ever, ever again. If somebody asks me in an airplane, they want to sit closer to their child or whatever it is, I will move Yep. because I'll never forget how. And I get that. You say, oh, well, I paid for the seat. This is my seat. True, 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 true. But be a good human being. It's humanity though. I literally... You know me, I don't talk to strangers. I'm I'm I am uh-huh. uncomfortable with that. So for me to even do that and and admit to a stranger that I was about to have a panic attack. Yeah. And so then like I, I I literally just wanted to start bawling my eyes out, but instead I got kind of angry and I was like, "All right, well, I hope you're ready to move every 15 minutes because this is not going to be a fun plane ride for you." And you know there should be a thing where where people who are going to have those we were to talk to flight attendants and get volunteers like hey can someone switch please because this person you know it was a packed flight and it was a long flight and oh my god i still i almost just talking about it you guys my heart my heart is racing right now i'm gonna have to go into some coping breathing skills because you're reliving it a little bit yeah but you know what i have to say i had and there was an angel of a flight attendant Mm-hmm. And I didn't actually end up making their flight miserable because she allowed me to sit back on the bench on the flight attendant seat because I was in the back of the plane too. So I was close to the bathroom and I, I, she like had said, are you okay? Cause I'd gone to the bathroom a couple of times and she probably could tell something was up and I explained to her and she let me hang around back there. Wow. So I stayed back there for a lot of the time. And, um, 
I'll yeah. never forget that because it was. I felt like she was an angel. Too bad we don't know her name. We'll give her a shout out. I felt like she was an angel an on angel. earth because those people. I was so, I was so devastated. Mm-hmm. I bet because if you, unless you've been there, you don't know what it's like. Yeah, it's just awful. It really yeah. is. Wow. So breathing guys and you know what like just like with grief we i think we talked about that last week it's like the the best way to deal with anxiety is to go through it and talk your way through it and breathe your way through it you know if you're in a situation like me breathing works like you said in a bag yeah um you want to slow your heart rate down sometimes mm-hmm. even like lifting your arms above your heart will help bring your heart yeah, that, rate down that's, that's what we do in between rounds of fighting you, st- you always see fighters like this with their hands. And we take big, slow breaths for that reason, to bring the heart rate down. That's a known thing in fighting. Put your hands up. Yeah. Always put your hands up and breathe and close yeah, your eyes. It helps. Relax. Mm-hmm. It helps. Cause, and for somebody that has panic attacks, sometimes even an elevated heart rate will kind of trigger a panic attack because you're scared because it's the same kind of feeling you get when you're in a panic attack. So yeah. the key is to learn how to control your heart rate, control your breathing, control your thoughts. Control your thoughts. And if it helps you yeah, thoughts. to just convince yourself this is not real, this will pass, this, it, you know, the, you know, time, this will pass. This is not permanent. It's true though. Everything you're saying is true. It's not real. It's yeah. thoughts. It's just and thoughts. And if you tell yourself that, you know, you'll start to calm down. Um, you know, and if you can, if you need something for emergencies, you know, it's okay to take as directed, but just as don't directed. use it as a crutch. Don't abuse it. Don't use it as a crutch. Use it only if the skills, the coping skills don't work and have it as an emergency only. And remember that it's, you know. Remember the fire extinguishers in school? Break glass in case of emergency. Only in case of emergency. You don't just walk by every time, okay, I'm going to break the glass because I think an emergency is coming. Right. No. You only break that glass. if you need it. An emergency only. You have to to manage it that way because if you abuse this, Xanax, I'm telling you, it, it could take And your don't life. be in denial. No. Because people that think, oh, I've been taking it for years. I don't, mm. I, you know, that's. Some people do. I wouldn't have made it years. Yeah. Not me. No way. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you on the next one. See you. <laughs>